back. <laughs> and, uh, don't get me going. <laughs> don't get me going. We're back. All right, man. Dude, we went. Uh, holy smokes, man. We, we promised these guys. Ten days. And I think I think we went three weeks <laughs> <laughs> because we're liars, John. That's mainly because uh, we're liars. We are liars. Filthy we're liars. Filthy. Dirty, <laughs> dirty liars. That's us. Yep. Reasonable liars. <laughs> Lying fanboys. <laughs> Lying fanboys. That's a good one. That's a good one. Lying fanboys. So, Ryan, what have you been up to, man? Dude, I can't think of a thing of interest to say. <laughs> I've been doing that's, a lot of... That's uh, about where my life is at. Not dude, a lot I, of interesting things happening. <laughs> just a lot of work right now. Uh, yeah, man, just a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of, <laughs> excuse me, home life is stable. So that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. You're going to drop uh, a bombshell on me here. Well, John, when it comes to my home life, <laughs> nah, I know man, we talk on a daily basis, but I've waited for the podcast to drop this bomb. <laughs> really wanted to get your reaction on camera here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> really f- figured I'd get that reaction. No, man, it's been pretty chill, dude. It's just, uh, you know. Uh, kind of normal stuff, and and but it's just been really kind of tiring at work recently, and uh, things have been kicking up there. So, well, you know, you the, know, the post holiday, you know, the post holiday sometimes can be almost you know busier than like the holiday. That's what it feels like. It feels like just it feels like I'm still in like this like holiday lull that things have not like gotten back to a normal. RPM at this point, like things aren't running the way they should be. Maybe you should just go get a Christmas tree. You know what? I'm gonna go get a Christmas tree, decorate the house up, and then Merry I'll have a post Christmas. And then we'll. I think that'll reset me. But yeah, yeah man, we're at the end of January, so nothing. You know, hopefully about things. That. <laughs> hopefully things. Uh, hopefully things start picking up from here. Yeah, the 25th of January today. That's when we're right. recording this. Get a Valentine's Day tree. You know, I'm surprised there's not a tree. For like every holiday, because dude, I used to joke, you know, I would love a tree for for most holidays. I used to joke. I think having the yard in the house would be wonderful. (laughs) Valentine's Day shrubbery. I I used to joke (laughs) in high school about, you know, Halloween lights. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do we do now? Well, not everybody, but I do it. We put up Halloween lights on the house. Do you yeah, even get like Halloween trees? They look like fake Christmas trees, but they're like black, right? <laughs> you can get Valentine's Day lights, like that are house? shaped like little hearts, you know, and Valentine's Day garland, and just like Christmas has permeated everything. And you can get like St. Patrick's Day lights that are like you know little shamrocks. It's. I feel like if you have like a Valentine's Day tree or. If you have something, I don't know, man, that's weird to me. That's super strange. Yeah. I, don't, the, I mean, my, Lauren and I aren't big Valentine's people. You and you and Joanna? No. Are you dude, guys big no, Valentine's people? No, that is a, that's a made up phony day. That's, yeah, I don't, I don't get the Valentine's Day thing. Right? You know, like, well, one day out of the year, I'm going to love this person more. I mean, I don't, <laughs> okay. Here's like, some Maybe it's like a set date. I mean, that's the thing. Like Lauren and I have like date nights every week and. Mm-hmm. I, I bring home flowers occasionally and you bring home the bacon. 
you know i do the dishes you know she, she fries it up in a that. pan <laughs> bring home the bacon she'd fries it up fry it up in a pan never ever <laughs> let you forget your man <laughs> what a stupid song you, you know that song right i have no idea what you're talking about right now there was a song i thought you were making yeah you no it's a, it's a legitimate song. song but it went he goes he brings home the bacon fries it up in a pan I'll never ever let you forget you're a man because I'm a woman. It's a real song. I'm not lying to you, dude. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. It's not. It's a real song. <laughs> Our listeners are like, all right, what in the hell does this have to do with the comic books? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything and nothing. <laughs> uh, not to keep belaboring this, but I did know a person who put up. Well, she, it was a Christmas tree, but she decorated it as a Valentine's Day tree. It was a, you know, one of those little fake ones, right? That are about, of course, you know, I'm showing people, can't you see what I'm doing on this audio only broadcast? Uh, You know, it's like like, a three foot tall, like if that, if that, and it was pink and she decorated it like Valentine's Day and it was ridiculous. She's like, it's my Valentine's Day tree. I'm like, too much. It's too much, Ryan. It's too no. much. Was she single? I feel like she was single. Yeah, uh, yeah, she probably was. Kit cats. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then she she was clearly everything was working yeah. out for her. Yeah, <laughs> five hundred fifty cats in the house. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. You know, I'm We've not talked a, about this many times, man. I know. We, neither not, one of us are cat people, which uh, is wonderful. I, no, hey, I I don't <clears throat> mind cats. We we had a cat, and <clears throat> I don't mind cats. I, I'm not like a cat hater. It's that litter box is the foulest <laughs> curse laid upon humankind. And like when I find out that like people have like three, four, five cats. I'm just like, just I thinking about that litter box. Just oh. unless they're unless they're all pooping outside. Oh yeah, it's gross. <laughs> or in the toilet. Oh. They trained them to go in the toilet. Ah, uh, yuck. <laughs> if I could just train my animals not to poop, that'd be great. <laughs> poop, just pooping on the ground somewhere. Just, just hold it in. No, hold it. <laughs> You're fine. You were just talking about your shandy dog. Yeah. Feeling she, so good after a big she old She did look duke. good. She, dude, she's all she's shandy dog who is, she's old. She's our old gray lady. She uh, got her hair cut yesterday because God bless it. She's half lab, half chow. And if anyone, you know, has a chow or has seen a chow, it's some of the thickest hair imaginable on, on that breed of dog. And which is an interesting contrast to a lab that has very short hair. And so like her face favors the lab, her tongue, she's got the spotted tongue, which is not uncommon. She's got like black spots on her tongue and she's got the curly yeah. Q, uh, <coughs> chow tail. But she also has the thick, <coughs> thick chow hair. And Man, I don't know what, you know, she, you know, chows get two, you know, seasonal sheddings a year, winter, summer. And man, her winter shed started 
like late October and was going into Jeez. like January and man, we dude, we were vacuuming our house. I'm not kidding about sometimes two times a day because she would lay down and get up and it's like you have a whole dog, you know, laying there. And there were times, Ryan, I would take her outside. I was telling you this yesterday, just brush her, just brush and brush and brush and brush and Yeah, to like her skin is just like red and irritated. Aww. And getting nowhere. And I'm filling up like a garbage bag full of hair. So finally, I was like, forget it. We are, we're going straight on. Because we would try to like, you know, trim and groom here. And it was okay, but. Man, her last shed was brutal, and she looked like yeah. she would look mangy. You know, it just gets the hair; it just would like just clump off. And she's healthy; she's old; she's got a touch of vertigo, but she's not unhealthy. You know, she's not knocking on death's door. And so finally, had a my parents' dog groomer come out. He's like, "You know, you want the summertime cut?" And I'm like, "Oh yes, yes." Take it down. And she was prancing and dancing after that. So it probably felt real good to her, too, to get a lot of that heavy hair off of her. Well, yeah, man. You sent me that picture, man. You get, She's such a sweet-looking dog. Oh, she she is our sweetheart. She is. You should put it up on our, put it up on our Twitter feed. Yeah, I will. See your pup she dog. dog. She's one of the shut-up dogs that never barks. And uh, Yeah, she's the one you don't have to tell shut-up to. Nope. Part of it is because Rex and she, I have the, oh. have the barking dogs. You can hear Rex's dog, and I think in the early episodes of every episode, reasonable fanboys, some yeah, of the Piper, earlier episodes, you can Piper hear Piper gave out occasionally. Bark. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, Sophie, who is uh, Rex, Sophie dog, hates you. <laughs> that dog, man. I, you know, it, <clears throat> if you guys don't listen to Saucy Riffs, Tasty Licks, you should. It's a great show. It's a sister show. Uh, great episode we just had a couple weeks ago. We got another one coming up this weekend where we're going to record on Saturday. Uh, but he's got this little dog named Sophie. And, you know, when she, yeah, I'm not getting into it, but she just, she barks and screams at like everything, everything. And that's, that's the genesis of Shut Up Dog Productions is <laughs> one of the recordings well, of our show. You telling you telling Sophie to shut up? Oh right? yeah, that's the. Uh, so if you listen to Saucy Riffs and Tasty Lakes, we have a we have a bumper at the end of the show uh, that's recorded by Dragfoot, which was one of Rex's uh, first bands that he was in. And the great thing about having a guy who's in a band is ah, that music's already paid for. So uh, Dragfoot's music opens and ends the show. Uh, but one of the bumpers at the end is me going, shut up, dog. Because uh, I literally was telling her to shut up because um, I'd had enough <laughs> one day, enough of that. And so, yeah, that ended up being uh, our bumper and then just kind of became the name of the uh, of the umbrella that uh, covers these two great shows. So, yeah. Yeah, man. That's the genesis of Shut Up Dog. And everyone's like, what the hell are these guys talking about? But if you look in our notes, you'll see a Shut Up Dog production. So if you ever wonder where that came from, there came you from go. me telling this little dog that's about the size of a rat to shut up because <laughs> I had enough. I couldn't take it. But on the last <laughs> show, you know, um, I gave Rex a vinyl copy of uh, Cowboys from Hell on air. Yeah, that was a really sweet moment, man. I heard oh, thank you. to that. And- thank you. Heard heard that happen, so that yeah. was really cool. And uh, I was desperately trying to get him to hand me Sophie because if you're holding her, she doesn't bark. But he was like excited to get into this present. He put her down, and 
instantly he puts her down. Oh, my lord. (laughs) But the thing is, though, she is a sweet dog when she finally calms herself down. And yeah, she's very sweet. She likes to snuggle and she, you know. Rex and I both have beards and you have a beard, of course, but <clears throat> she likes to like snuggle into the beard and yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but man, dude, that five second memory on that dog. <laughs> just is, <laughs> yeah, She forgets who you are. Quick. Oh my gosh, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, dude, let's talk some comic book stuff. I want to talk about before we jump into comic books. Okay. One let's thing talk about that. I really stuff. enjoyed what's that? No, I really enjoyed uh, this week on Twitter was from ryan johnson um oh I don't yeah know if you saw this tweet and i just loved it was uh it was definitely subtweet to all the continues uh, to have conti- to defend himself man continuous I mean, haters yeah, <laughs> that come out right? against this and um you know i don't uh but anyway so he he uh so apparently a lot of the backlash you know we enjoyed last jedi we talked a, a lot about it if you, I mean, I can't imagine why, if you haven't listened to that show yet, um, if you're just tuning in right now to this show, thanks for listening. But we really cover Last Jedi last episode, and yeah. we went through it really thoroughly, and we both just enjoyed the hell right out of it. And we probably could have got another hour, but we were oh, not yeah. going to torture our listeners with just... <laughs> it was a two and a, what, two and a half hour show, I think, with just well, our dude, thoughts. Well, it was a, it's a movie that needed to be defended, uh, in my opinion. Um, I still maintain that I am one of the biggest Star Wars fans that's ever walked this earth, and I love the movie. It, it, it disappointed me because I had all these ideas of what I thought it should be, but it sure, blew man. me away with what it gave me. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, so we dedicated an entire show, which we don't normally do uh, unless it's like topic specific. Uh, and we've still got some coming where we're going to re-review some like bad comic book movies and stuff like that. But it is rare that we give like one topic the entire show. Yeah, right. And you and I spent a lot of time talking about that because we're like, man, you know, we really want to talk Last Jedi. It's been so polarizing. We got people who hate it, got people who love it. And we're like, you know what, dude, it's all in on Star Wars for this show. It is all yeah, in. Man. So, yeah. Uh, tell us what Ryan Johnson was saying on Twitter. I had a lot of fun. It was it was uh, the, one of the biggest criticisms right now, or one of the bigger criticisms, uh, in addition to all the other ones that he's getting, is the um, force projection of oh yeah of of Luke and Luke was force projecting himself into the planet and having the fake saber fight with Kylo that he never touches Kylo, um, you know, never gets shot or anything like that, and so it's a it's a force projection. And it was really, it was, uh, he, people were telling him that's, that's bull and bogus and he shouldn't, he shouldn't be doing that. And it wasn't real other. enough for a star Wars movie. We need more realism in our star Wars movie, <laughs> which, yeah, if you, if you're looking for a realistic star Wars movie, I'm, I'm, Jeez, I'm sad. Christmas. I'm just sad for you. I think I like, I'm just, I'm disappointed. I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I wish. I wish I could help. Uh, but anyway, he posted a picture of the jet. One of the, I think it was like the Jedi handbook. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. Um, it was part of the Jedi handbook and it was called advanced force techniques. Uh, the Jedi path It's called star Wars, the Jedi path. And it's in that book. Uh, and in that book, it's called doppelganger. 
uh, permits a Jedi to create a short-lived duplicate of himself or herself to an external or an external object that is visually indistinguishable from the real item. Those who have perfected this ability can create phantoms of any person of their choosing or trick an enemy into seeing more objects such as droids more than actually present. So he decided to just, he posted a few things. Uh, he took a picture of his bookcase and kind of started like walking in on the Jedi path and, and that's all he'd put up. He didn't respond to anybody. It wasn't a reply. It wasn't an ad. It was just like, okay, doofuses, here you go. So like, here's, he, here is the, the book on it. So he actually, to the dismay of the haters, he actually researched Star Wars lore before he wrote the script. What an idiot. (laughs) Well, even how disrespectful, (laughs) how disrespectful to Star Wars. My eyes roll like to the left, (laughs) to the right. So stupid. Like, and that's the thing. Like, even in, uh, I think the rock was posting this week, something about the new Jumanji movie. Uh, and it was, and I haven't seen, I haven't seen the new Jumanji. I'm not really in on it. I might watch it on a, on a, on a, when it hits HBO. HBO. Yeah. When it hits something like that. Yeah. When it hits HBO, that's when I'll watch it. Yeah, and but it's getting big. I mean, it's a, it's a blockbuster. People are going to go see it, and it's it, it and is it's very popular. Can we? I I know we. I I really want to hear where you're going, but can we? Can we temper you and I, the reasonable fanboys? Can we temper some of this brouhaha over Jumanji? Okay, they're, they're getting a little too excited. Okay, these the the producers, The Rock. Because it uns- it was the movie that unseated the last Jedi, okay, as like the number one movie for a weekend. The last Jedi was the number one movie, yeah, um, <clears throat> for three for three weekends in a row, and then Jumanji unseated it. And it's not the first time that a movie like debuts at number three and then moves up to number one after a couple of weeks, because like word of mouth spreads. Hype dies down for, you know, uh, the the bigger blockbuster. But I just want to point out and remind The Rock. I want The Rock to smell what I'm cooking and what Disney is cooking. Okay, yeah, Jumanji worldwide gross seven seventy two point four million. Okay, you still got a ways to go, Junior. Last Jedi is one point two billion. Okay, you still got a yeah. ways to go. You you gotta you gotta pull in at least another. $500 million into uh, week eight of your release. So don't get too ahead of yourselves. You didn't beat Star Wars because that's what I've heard some people saying. It's like, well, Star Wars was so bad that Jumanji beat it. Uh, no, it unseated it as the number one movie for a weekend, but yeah. it definitely did not beat it in terms of repeat views box office ticket. So that, that, that's all I just want to say is, you know, calm yourself well, down, like- calm yourself down, rock. Okay. Get in the squared circle with me, pal. No, just, Ooh, yo, that's right. I'm calling him out, brother. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'd be. Ex- I'd actually. Uh, he we'd, would we'd live me. cast that. He would murder. <laughs> I'd me. have a lot of fun Jeez. on the sideline on that one. The guy is yoked. <laughs> <laughs> he is yoked, dude. Is oh, and huge. by the way, Rampage looks like caca. I mean, what? <laughs> 
I feel like uh, there's a lot of movies getting made over and over and over again. What was that one? That well, he Rampage was, is based off a video game from earthquake? the 90s, from the early 90s. Well, yeah, man. It's oh my gosh! Even my son, game. even my son who's eleven, when he saw that trailer, when he saw the Last Jedi, he leans over and he goes, "Dad, that looks stupid." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> I just I don't know the point. You know what I mean? Like I'm not getting the point here of just like the churn of like the reheated you know turd a little bit here, where we're just kind of like saying, "Okay, big, huge blockbuster." Big huge star. Let's just cram them in something and like and just go for it and just put all the money into it. And well, anyway, but the Jumanji thing, like yeah. even somebody. This is now we've gone on to off topic about like, yeah. Get, the point get, of get this back whole to the story, rock by the way about Jumanji, which is so much the statement of this whole thing was so much lamer than the, what we just went on. So it's not even like a good finish. We gave it's it some just cayenne like, pepper. We spiced. You it started up. the rant kind of just like well. <laughs> Well, I just, you know, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm sure Jumanji is good family fun, but don't sit around and tell me that it beat Star Wars because I remember third grade math and 1.2 billion is greater than 700 million. Okay. I just, you didn't win. You didn't beat it. You didn't unseat it. And 20 years from now, no one's going to be talking about Jumanji. (laughs) What are you laughing at? I'm you just, just I'm just waiting for you to. to oh, be, I know. I'm sorry. It's a rant. You've, got, it's, it's a you've rant. got so much salt right now. But yeah, but don't. <laughs> Here we go again. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All I'm just saying is, don't tell me that it beat Star Wars. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm drink, <laughs> I, I took a sip of my coffee. I'm done. Go. Feeling good. All right. No, the rock. The rock did tweet out some funny stuff though this week, or actually this just, morning just, or, or yesterday. When it, it was either this morning or yesterday, I saw that tweet that he said it. But it was about he was like he was just going after this guy who was who messed with the lore about it, and he, Rock, kind of backed up like, "Hey man, the movie represents the lore of Jumanji. Like it's still like as as crazy as this movie might be, and we kind of look at it and we're like, ah, eh, I'm not really interested in that. Like there's still lore and there's still a story behind all the things that are about the the movie." And they're still written and backed up. And I think that's respectable. I think that's something that's kind of neat where they kind of dive into the background of all that. And they say, these are the reasons why we made these decisions, not just for arbitrary storytelling, but because it matches up with a, with a lore. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, both, both books or excuse me, both books, excuse me. Uh, I'm having a stroke, both movies, right? Uh, the Robin Williams original, which I, I really enjoy. I, I love the original Jumanji. And I don't want people to think that I'm <clears throat> salty over new Jumanji saying, Oh, it's not as good as the original. I don't know. I haven't seen the new one. I, I, I'm not going to, it's not compelling enough to me to go pay theater money to see it. I will see it. I'm just not going to pay, you know, the 12 or 14 bucks right. to go see it in the theater. <clears throat> Though the original with Robin Williams is such an endearing movie even to this day, and you know, we hit on this a, a couple episodes back. You know, like, you know, when, when his character comes out of the, the game back into the real world and he's running through his house going, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad, and his parents are gone. They, yeah. They've passed away, and, and you know, they passed away thinking that their son had either, you know, been kidnapped or, or whatever. And it's such a yeah. heartbreaking moment. And 
Robin Williams was such an amazing actor that you feel his anguish yeah. in that scene, right? So I just look at how new Jumanji was promoted and, you know, having Welcome to the Jungle, which is a great Guns N' Roses song. You, you won't find a bigger GNR fan than myself. Listen to Saucy Riffs and Tasty Licks to find that out. But, oh, wow, what a surprise. Jumanji is called Welcome to the Jungle, and we paid Axl Rose and the boys a bazillion gajillion. So probably 700 million of that money they've yeah. made, probably 400 million of that goes to Axl Rose <laughs> to pay for the yeah, rights for that song. Probably. Because Guns N' Roses does not sell their music on the cheap, okay? They just don't. They're one of those bands that, like the Stones, like the Beatles, like U2, whatever. It's like, oh, yeah. you want our music? Well, you're going to pony up. You're going to pay. Yeah. And so watching the trailers for the new one, I, I just, you know, it just was like loud and in my face. And, it, you know, it, the final, the, the product, when you watch it from beginning to end, could be vastly different than, than the trailer, right? That they show yeah. you. Yeah. And it very well could be. The Rock is a good actor. I'm, I'm not going to say he's a bad actor. He's good. I think he makes a right. lot of rubbish. And I, I think he could elevate himself above a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, what, what he said. I mean, the tweet was someone, you know, kind of called out that something about it being a video game or whatever. And yeah. like what Ryan Johnson did, where he's like, oh, hey, look at this book that Disney and Lucasfilm say is canon. This is where I drew my source material from um, the book Jumanji that both movies are based upon um, the rock saying, Oh, looky here. When you actually look in the book, we stayed true to while when the book was written, video games weren't a thing, but they stayed true to the concepts of the book yeah. in the movie. <clears throat> and they, and they stuck with the lore. So yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, even, it, even the, even movies like that, that don't, that we don't, I mean, that's the thing. It's like the, the, I, and I necessarily don't really care about right now still have continued focus inside of their own lore. And I think that staying true to that will reflect a positive result on the screen. Yeah. No matter yeah. whether or not it's something I'm super into right now. And maybe, you know what? I might catch it, you know, in six months and then go, dad gummit. I should have seen that in the yeah, theater. Should, yeah, that absolutely. was fantastic. Yeah. Maybe but I right now I'm, it's not my, it's not my cup of tea. No. And it, and from what I understand too, and, and maybe any reasonable who have seen the movie, you know, let us know on Twitter or email or whatever. From what I understand, this new one actually has a connection with the original that it's not like no. a remake, a redo that it actually has yeah. a loose connection to uh, the first one now, obviously, I mean, we're not trying to be grisly. I mean, Robin Williams isn't going to be in it uh, or digital recreation. Like, yeah, CG'd like yeah, into CG'd. it because I think that would have been an uproar if that would have uh, happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. So Ryan Johnson and, and The Rock uh, coming to the fence. You know, I want to add just a couple more Star Wars things. We got to move on because we want to we want to try to get in as much as we can and not just camp on one thing. But uh, speaking of The Last Jedi. The novelization is going to be coming out um, in just a oh, no couple kidding. of weeks that is going to include uh, book wise, novelization wise, deleted scenes that will be on the last Jedi Blu-ray Oh, and still no word yet on a 4k edition of the last Jedi. So crossing my fingers that last yeah, Jedi man. will be the first 4k uh, Star Wars movie. 
We need a 4K Star Wars movie. At least on the new ones. Uh, the original ones, oof. Well, I mean, you just... Uh, man, you dude, would really... Add more you'd pixels re- to that. Yeah, like, you would really start seeing trouble. deficiencies in the source material once you start doing that. I mean, Blu-ray alone already pushes, especially A New Hope, uh, about, I yeah, think, yeah. as far as it can go. That being said, the, one of the deleted scenes that will be in The Last Jedi is a funeral for Han Solo, which I find very, very interesting. Wow. Now, it will be in the novelization, which means that it is canon. So sure, it yeah. will be in there. It just wasn't included in the. So he's not making a surprise comeback. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that deleted scene. It's one that, uh, you know, the, the, they call them deleted scenes for a reason, Ryan, <laughs> you know, and sometimes when you put them back in to a movie, they can make the movie a lot better. I think Blade Runner is a good example of some of that. Aliens, yeah. James Cameron's Aliens, the the director's cut or extended cut, oh my gosh, blows away the theatrical version because you get the turrets, you get the face huggers that uh, attack Newt's parents. You know, uh, Terminator 2 is another deleted scene oh, yeah. director's cut that is just uh, you know, the theatrical version was great, but the director's edition is better. But then you've got yeah. some movies that are a director's cut that just aren't as good as what you saw theatrically. And you're like, what? Ugh, why would they put that back in? Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, with Last Jedi being, you know, darn near almost three hours long, right? Two and a half, two hours, 42 minutes, I think, is the length of The Last Jedi. Yeah. To include like a, a Han Solo funeral scene, I think plays much better in a novelization than it plays on the screen. Now I'm looking forward to seeing what that would have looked like. Some people have been like, Oh, the movie would have been so much better if that was in there. I mean, how, what if we want to add another eight minutes to an already yeah. two hour and 42 minute movie? I mean, we're, we're not making, you know, uh, the Hobbit <laughs> over here because you know why John, because everybody else knows how to do that movie better. That's why. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. So anyway, everybody else knows how to do that movie better. uh, Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be pretty cool, but yeah. Well, dude, some news that we kind of missed, uh, you know, we talked so much about star Wars, uh, last, last show that we, we kind of skipped some really big stuff that happened right at the end of the year. Um, for our world in DC Comics, and, you know, we talked a little bit about Justice League. We even kicked back and forth on, you know, was it a disappointment? Is that hyperbole? I say um, yes. Well, you say hyperbole. I say yes. Well, was it? And we talked. Yeah, yeah, and we had a chance to talk mm-hmm. about that and kind of flesh that out. Well, apparently, um, most of the Warner Brothers executives tended to agree with you. Well, and, and, uh, and it, thought it was a disappointment as well. And I, I want to admit, I want to admit, most of people. I'm sorry, I cut you off, dude. I, I thought you had finished. Go ahead. Well, no, they kind of agreed with you, and they started firing most of the people <laughs> and restructuring most of the people involved in the new DCEU. Based upon my recommendation to fire based people. Based upon your recommendation. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, so they, they kind of they took aim at... Uh, in, uh, you know, whether you say it's rightfully so, I don't mind this restructuring. Um, Zack Snyder apparently is not going to be touching the director's chair for quite some time with DC uh, as well, which, you know, you and I have had long discussions about this. Yeah, let's I'm do it okay again. With it. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. want to do that again I, tonight. I'm okay with uh-huh. Zack Snyder not 
getting back in the director's seat. And, and I seat. am too, man. I mean, it, it just like you can't have Joss Whedon directing every MCU film, okay? Yeah, man. Or every Avengers film. It, as much as we loved uh, and sing the praises of Age of Ultron, it just didn't have that whiz-bang feel that the first Avengers did. And, and, and Age yeah. of Ultron is a fun movie, but it just didn't have that... I guess whiz bang is really the only kind of, you know, yeah, no, ding dong adjective that I can throw out there. Now I do want to admit that, that if you, if you have, if you didn't make it all the way through the last episode and you're like too much star Wars and you bailed out, uh, that that's fine. You're not hurting our feelings because we know we went long at the end of the show. We talked a little bit about justice leagues, uh, final box office numbers. And, you know, I've got box office mojo in front of me. So it's, I think as far as Arizona is concerned, I don't know about Texas justice league is not playing in the first run theaters here anymore. It's already starting to no, show it's up out in, here. It's already starting to show up in yeah. the discount theaters. You know what we called the dollar theaters back in the day. Oh yeah, man. Uh, it currently sits at number 14. At six hundred and fifty-five point five million, and that's worldwide gross. I don't like to just look at domestic because these movies are worldwide events now. They're not just, you know, for America. I mean, they're worldwide events. And those are, you know, there's a lot of movies that wish they could have made six hundred and fifty-five million, right? And it's I'm like here, would Disney have liked Cars three to make that? Absolutely. Did Universal want the Mummy to do those numbers? Oh yeah, you bet you they did. <laughs> Though coming off the heels of Wonder Woman that finished with a outstanding eight twenty one point eight million dollars for a movie that a lot of people are like mm, nervous, nervous, nervous. Can can Patty Jenkins, you know, take this Gal Gadot that we fell in love with with Dawn of Justice? But can she carry an entire movie? And the answer is uh, yes, <laughs> she can. And she did a great job. So right. from my perspective, Justice League was a disappointment, not in that I didn't like the movie. Go back and listen to our Justice League review. We had some head scratcher moments. Overall, we had a fun time. We had a good time watching Justice League. I said it was a disappointment because Wonder Woman had, had like raised the bar for where the DCEU should be. And Justice League was kind of a afterwards. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like it, it should have been delayed. It should have been yeah. delayed into potentially March. Let Black Panther come out in February because that's going to be a big hit. I don't think there's going to be any question about that. I know I'm looking forward to it. The last trailer just, oof, man, dude, that is going to be. Yeah, that's one, that's one of those movies that's like. It, if that lets me down. Ready to go. It, yes. Like, remember Logan of last year, right? Yeah. Logan launched, was it February, March? Yeah, uh, uh, early, March. Last, early March. Early March. Early March yeah. last mm-hmm. year. The just the feeling around Logan and we knew it was going to be a crazy cool story. And we we're, I mean, jazzed for it and really excited for it. Um, it's also a little surreal to be t- like, to know that we recorded shows last year, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, well, we're doing this for a minute, which is fun, but, um, but yeah, man, like black Panther is that way for me right now. Like I'm just, well, like, and it's going to set us up for infinity take, war, man. Oof. It's getting us, it's going to be yeah. the last push before infinity war. Right. And so, yeah, I think DC and uh, Warner Brothers would have been better served pushing Justice League into a mid to late March release. Yeah. Because Black Panther, a lot of the hype will have died down. It'll still be, pardon me, it'll still be in theaters more than likely. 
Uh, though right. it, it won't be the the big juggernaut that it's going to be when it first hits. And then that way you could have worked back in some of the stuff they got cut and, and allowing yeah. Zach to come back, uh, you know, after taking time off to, to heal with his family after their tragic sure, events. Yeah. But, you know, they were like, no, it's a holiday movie. We got to get it out. Got to get it out. Got to get it out. Well, okay, you had to get it out. And Jumanji kicked your ass. The Last Jedi kicked your ass, you know? Um, well, I, mean, I know we're stayed, a PG it, show. It came out but, November 9th, and it stayed, it, stayed, uh, it stayed at number two for a few weekends in a row. It did, but it, it, when it was all said and done, I know this is a PG show, it got its rear end kicked. I mean, yeah. it, a rated R horror movie, okay, which is great, by the way. It is an amazing movie, but a rated R horror movie movie made 55 million dollars more than a pg-13 superhero movie okay that's why i look at and say disappointment and and to get you know to get back to what the original topic that we're that we're discussing here is again warner and dc are are doing a massive shakeup and in trying to get things squared away and trying to get things done right i'm getting a little exhausted over it and now it sounds like, despite you and I, you know, rallying the Ben Affleck flag for the plat, uh, past year, it yeah. sounds like Suicide Squad 2 will be the last appearance of the Ben Affleck Batman. Uh, sounds like he's going to play a bigger role in Suicide Squad 2 than he did in the first one. We'll, uh, and we know Jared Leto will be in it, and we're, I'm excited for that. We've gone on record. We like bling bling Joker. Yeah. We do not have a problem with that interpretation of the Joker. I like the reimagining. I yeah. like the spin. No, I like the, no complaints. The difference. I thought yeah. Jared Leto was great. I thought he should have had some more screen time. So we're we're gonna see the you know Ben Affleck you know Batman and Jared Leto Joker, and that will probably be the end of Affleck as Batman. Yeah, and so it's interesting. Um, we just wanted to to succeed, man. That's all we want. We we you know when we talk about like X Men, right? And some people think we just oh man, here we go. They're going to beat up on X Men. Well, it's because we love those characters and excited to see where Disney's going to go with these characters. We love these characters from DC, man. I'm a DC we guy, to win, man. I'm a DC guy, man. I love Batman. <laughs> I love Superman. I love the Justice League and Wonder Woman and. I want them to be successful in, in Justice League. Yeah, it made $655 million. It'll probably do very well on Blu-ray. It'll do very well on digital sales, I'm sure, and rentals. And of course, Warner Brothers owns HBO. So it'll probably be on HBO about, you know, 10 times a day. When it's all said and done, it, it, it didn't perform like they wanted it to. And I don't think they need to shake up the... Uh, storyline or the continuity, yeah. but it's starting to look like something needs to be done. And well, I think the flashpoint thing is probably going to come to the head at this point. I think we're going to see if if Suicide Squad two. I can't. I don't know what the order is of that those movies and then being released there. But well, it went into pre production, so Squad two is in pre production right it, now. Yeah, pre production. Okay, yeah. well. Yeah, man. So it might happen sooner rather than later, and and they might just restructure a lot of the movie order and see what we need to do. But yeah, so um, but anyway, you know, uh, John Berg, who has been co-president of uh, production 
and uh, Zack Snyder, uh, so and Jeff Johns. Uh, they're so the big heads of DC EU at this point are kind of getting the co-president got ousted completely. John Berg got ousted completely. Zack Snyder is being put into a, an executive producer and producer credit role. And Jeff Johns is being kept on as uh, more advisory in nature. Well, and, um, and that's probably so. where he should be. Uh, you know, Jeff Johns is the dude's a, still writing comics. He's a, like he, he's not. Well, he's, you know what I mean. Well, like he's writing this one right here that we're going to talk about in a few short minutes. Doomsday Clock. I mean, he's writing well, it's that. Fantastic. Oh, it's and it's, it's incredible. So good. And so you know, and Jeff, but he's still. It's still like he's got. I feel like he's got too many irons in the fire. We need you. somebody yep. that is locked in that will take this helm and actually steer it in the right direction. And I know we get some disagreements on whether or not the ship has been righted or whether it needed to be righted. I'm in the camp, man. Like I, you know, I do love these movies and I'm excited for them to get better. But I am much more in these in the on the other side of that that midline that just says whether they like it or don't i'm just on the edge of the other side of that i'm really waiting for dceu to explode i think uh the flash will do it but they've got to get this chemistry correct and as justice league showed we're having a lot to me we're having a lot of trouble and i know Mm -hmm. that's like a pretty big statement it might be hyperbole but i feel like they're having a lot of trouble and we're waiting on another wonder woman to kind of like bring everything back right again but we keep can't we can't keep uh, depending on these solo stories to try to write the ship and then blow it out with a group event and then write the ship and then blow it out with another group event you know suicide squad was good we liked it but it had chemistry errors like there was some things that just weren't working in that movie well in but, two, in, in two it's like yeah. when you you know we you can't help but compare mcu and dceu okay just you, you just like you can't stop comparing coke and pepsi and ford and chevrolet yeah. i mean it's just it's going to be there yeah with the mcu if because it feels like with with and I love what you said. The DC is like just banking on Wonder Woman. They're just like we're just gonna ride. You know, yeah, we're gonna ride the Wonder Woman horse. Ride it, ride it, ride it. Yeah, Wonder Woman two coming. You, that would be like Marvel saying, oh, man. "Man, we we got Iron Man, and we're just gonna keep riding Iron Man." And if you know, first Avenger flops, that's okay because we got Iron Man two on its way. Oh well, if you know. You know, Thor uh, doesn't do so hot. That's okay because Iron Man three is hot on its heels. You know, yeah. No, that's not how Marvel approached it, and and we're we're moving into the ten year anniversary of Iron Man here in just a couple of months, and the movie, not the comic book. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Whoa. yeah. Whoa. They packed a lot in in those ten years, so <laughs> you can't help but compare the two and. In, in that regard, and it, it, it's been so like up and down, you know, where Man of yeah. Steel was was really great. Dawn of Justice was, well, it was good. And then they give us the extended cut. Great. Uh, yes. Okay. But to a smaller audience. Yeah. The extended cut was to a smaller audience. It was the home audience. Okay. Uh, and yep. then, then, then you've got, you know, Suicide Squad. I agree completely. We loved it. We almost dedicated an entire show to our Suicide Squad review. There was some chemistry issues in there, but it was overall a very fun movie. It, it was. I still enjoy watching it today. I still enjoy it. 
Wonder Woman, outstanding. There's very little to to take on Wonder Woman and just kind of, you know, other than just like, yeah. let's find some nits and pick at them. Right. And then Justice League, where you're just like, oh, man, we can just see the disjointed flow. And, and it's like we're, we're moving and then we're hitting breaks and then we're moving again. And yeah. And then just say, oh, don't worry. We got Wonder Woman 2 coming. Yeah, we got it, it, Aquaman. It, it, Aquaman's on its way. It's finished. Aquaman's it's, it's the only post. Yeah, it's the only DCEU movie this this year is Aquaman, and that's it. And I don't know if I don't know if Jason Momoa's gleaming muscles can save it. Can at this carry point a whole too. movie? We'll find out. We'll find <laughs> yeah, out. We're gonna find. Yeah. We're gonna find out. Well, I mean, he's I, a handsome I'm dude, inc- but I, I don't know. I, I'm encouraged that uh, you know that they're not bailing on it. They're not giving up or in, in hitting this hard reset there's a lot of money to be made here yeah because i don't because neither one of us right there's a lot of money because neither one of us are saying this this current continuity uh needs to needs this hard reset it's again it it comes down it's a it's a broken record that we're playing here a a cd that just keeps skipping because it's got a big old scratch right in the center of it get the suit whoever is the suit okay It, it warner brothers Get him back to his office and doing something else rather than sticking his nose into what the DCEU is doing. Okay. And, and I love what you said. Hand this over to people who have the time to, yeah. to do this right. Because Kevin Feige is not writing books for Marvel. He's ensuring the MCU is successful from movie to movie, to movie. And that is something that Marvel Studios and Disney can say without batting an eye. Every one of those movies has either lived up to or exceeded the hype that preceded it. Even the smaller ones, like Ant-Man, lived up to the hype. Can DCEU say that? I don't think they can. Not yet. Not yet. Right, <laughs> where I have hope for him. I'm. We're 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 in the camp, man. We've got we. Oh yeah, we've bet on the horse. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude, we're, we're not bailing on this horse. On this. Don't get us wrong, reasonableness. We, we're not bailing. We'll go. We're not bailing. We're going. We're going down with the ship. I guess. Too invested, to. man. <laughs> Too invested. Yeah, man. I'll rearrange. I'll rearrange deck chairs on the Titanic. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm ready to shine I'm the ready brass. To go down with this thing. <laughs> It's just and going we'll, down. We we we'll know it's sinking the entire time. But hey, man, there's no reason to make it not, not yeah, make it look nice. Yeah. Speaking of Ant Man, though, they, some uh, nice production photos came out of uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Very cool. Um, Looking forward some, to that one uh, with their costumes on, which was really cool. And yeah. someone pointed out like their the the whole torso uh, on both. Um, who was it? Evangeline Lilly Ooh. and yes, and uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, right. Uh, they they both have costumes on, and if you look at the torsos of their costumes, each one has like there's a wasp face yeah. on Evangeline yeah. Lilly, and then if you look at Paul Rudd, there's an ant face kind of on his uh, costume. It's very cool costuming. Um, his his costume still looks really similar from the last uh, the last go around. I think they're probably they're updating it a little bit. There's it looks it looks a little there. bit like Civil War. Civil War, he had a bigger yeah. helmet than he did in yeah. the first one. He had a larger helmet because yeah. obviously the suit has been changed to uh, for so growth. They're updating yeah. and yeah, yeah. So they're updating that, which is cool. But the wasp, I'm I'm excited to see. Yeah, man, I'm excited to see these um, 
these these uh, these more. I mean, they're they're fringe. They're kind of like these fringe comic minor book characters. characters. They're like minor coming characters. coming into life. Yeah, yeah, minor characters, not fringe, but they're but they're coming to life on the big screen. And we live in an amazing time where we get to see the Wasp on screen. You know what I mean? There's the only Wasp only existed in comic books. You know, up to now as a minor character, and now we get to see her play a really larger role and hopefully that will extend forward into the bigger as we get those infinity war shots yeah. of part one and part two. You know, I think at one point they said there was up to 28 or 30 superheroes <sighs> in a shot yeah, uh, on infinity be, war. And so we'll probably see wasp in there, you know? Yeah, we should. I hope so. Well, in, but, in two, yeah. I mean, you know, Paul Rudd and, and Evangeline Lilly had some really great chemistry uh, in the first one. And, you know, I know a lot of people oh, like yeah. when he was cast, they're like, really Paul Rudd. I mean, the guy who's more known for obviously comedies, right. Being very uh, adept at improvising uh, on a script. Yeah. I mean, pretty ma- pretty much most of, you know, whether it's like, I love you, man, or anchor man. <laughs> uh role models all these you know big hits that paul rudd is in the guy doesn't really work off a script i mean he just like judd apatow movies judd apatow movies yeah yeah, you just like like okay you're gonna be going from here to here you fill in the gaps and he's just brilliant at just improvising and he was great as that type of hero for the mcu and evangeline lily was great as kind of like the straight man you know Right, and yeah, yeah, yeah. good chemistry between the two. I'm with you, man. I'm really looking forward to that and uh, to continue kind of keeping the ball rolling here with the MCU stuff. We got our first uh, pre-production shot of Brie Larson today. Uh, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. in her uh, Cree uh, costume. Uh, again, that's a casting that when I found out about it, when we found out about it, you know, man, almost a year ago, I was like, yeah, that's a good fit. That's a good fit. She she fits the Captain Marvel look, yeah. you know, uh, young, uh, attractive, but yet not just you know like oh hot girl in a in a superhero costume, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. It, Captain Marvel is a very cool character and played such a huge role uh, in in the uh, uh, Captain America storyline with the evil Cap and and uh, you know the Hydra secret not secret wars but secret empire. Uh, she played a huge part in that rumor yeah. is that she will have a cameo in infinity war parts one and two, uh, despite the fact that her, uh, her story, her standalone will take place in the nineties. That should be really interesting to see. I'm looking forward to that time frame. So yeah, they're, they're looking at that haircut she's got rocking and that is a, uh, oh, yeah. that is a Rachel from friends haircut. Oh, you know it. <laughs> That she's got rocking right there, which is pretty great. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we got a little little teaser of that. So that that's you know, and then of course we have Black Panther coming out uh, in February, and then the MCU yeah, short, shortly coming. Yeah, I think quickly, middle of February, quickly. Yeah, and then the MCU will be a little quiet until May when Infinity War hits, and Disney, <laughs> you're gonna make probably another billion. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. yeah. I mean, is so that's going to, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so. just going to be huge, which has been great. We've seen, you know, one of the, well, I think one of the, pro, those progression pictures uh, that we keep seeing that, I, you know, we keep running across uh, of all the characters in the MCU. None is more um, impactful than the Steve Rogers photos. Yeah. 
when they walk through his costumes from from uh from beginning to now and i think it's wonderful that now you know if you look at the costumes that are in the trailers this is just in the trailers uh, the star has been ripped off of the costume at this point the the center star and we're seeing this this uh this breakdown of of steve of everything that steve rogers has has held high he's no longer captain right he's not going by captain anymore um but everything that steve has been holding you know we're doing the right thing for the right people or, you know, everything that he's been holding high has been slowly been chipped away by the, by just you know, by the situation. Yeah, and I the, think that's the kind the of events of civil war, the yeah throwing the shield down at, uh, at Tony, you know, we, we've discussed that, you know, at oh, sure, yeah. So yeah, it's, um, and I think you, I think you know, it's you, pretty. It's great. I'm so excited, and I love the progression of seeing the shield. What the shield logo got ripped off. The Avengers logo got ripped off. The star is now ripped off. Like it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and you know, just you know, looking at him in in battle, uh, you know, in Wakanda, I think it's probably one of the things that I'm looking forward to the most. Oh yeah. is, You know, clearly they are protecting uh, an Infinity Stone there. And we look at these still shots of of Steve holding the a shield. You know, clearly it's not the same one that he tossed at Tony. <laughs> you know, unless he snuck sure, in yeah. somewhere and, and, and took it. Uh, they are in Wakanda. That's where vibranium exists, and it's not. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's not going to be unusual that they could forge a new shield for him. I yeah, mean, right. Yeah, they they have an entire panther built out of uh, out of vibranium. You know, vibranium. <laughs> yeah, so right. It's like forty stories tall. Yeah, like, they got a they got a few. They got some. Yeah, and uh, I, I I like the way Wakanda is being represented as well too. Very very true to its comic book origins that the outside world just kind of thinks it's this little isolated country. They're a little backwater. Yeah, they got a little bit of money because of the vibranium and things like that. But then we're going to discover that their technology is out of this world, literally out of this world that they operate with some stuff that didn't originate here on Earth. And it's going to be really cool, man. Uh, And I like the way that Marvel is presenting Black Panther. You know, the Avengers have a new king. Uh, Very, very cool. You know, obviously, we've already seen him in Civil War. But now yeah. we're going to see him, you know, in his own element. And, and I'm super excited for this one, man. It, it feels very, it feels very different than what we've seen in others. I don't think it's going to be our traditional origin type story yeah. for this character. Uh, it obviously, at least it looks like on paper that it takes place post civil war. I, I don't think this is a, pre-Civil War uh, story that we're being told uh, with maybe some potential flashbacks, which of course wouldn't be unusual, but it looks like it's a, it's a Panther who is dealing with feel, filling the very large shoes of his father as right. both King and protector as the Black Panther of Wakanda and now being pulled into the Avengers. He didn't really want to be a part of all that, but he is now. You know, whether he yeah. likes it or not, you are an Avenger and so also a bit of a, also that. a bit of a war criminal because you're, yeah. <laughs> you're housing two of them, you know? Yeah. You're, yeah. You're kind of uh, enemies of the state. They're enemies of the state at this point. So they will be, you know, they're 
They're enemies of the state. What do you do? But just to confirm, though, just to uh, just to confirm your your suspicions, Black Panther does pick up off a uh, right after Civil War. Fantastic. So the right be right where Civil War left off. It picks right Fantastic. up there. and that so, and that's where it yeah. should be, which probably means we'll see a Cap cameo. I'm sure, and I don't have a problem with that. I can live with a Cap cameo. You guys know. How I, much I just I love ho- Cap I'm hoping for not much. It doesn't look like it, and I'm hoping for not much of a buddy movie. We've no, seen, if anything, do it, you know, I mean that we saw in Thor. I don't think we'll see that. No, at all. no. I I mean he's in Wakanda, so I mean it wouldn't be unusual or like maybe he's. When I say a cameo, I don't mean like like you said a buddy buddy thing. You're right. It's not a buddy movie. No. Uh, I, knowing that we still got so much to move on to, I I still am so like nerded out over the still shot of the Secret Avengers and the Wakandan army charging uh, into the battlefield yeah. against uh, Thanos Thanos Thanos's <laughs> army. Because uh, I'm just looking at it right now. You know, you've got a, a <laughs> frozen and then thought out again uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> He's got to be like, make up frozen your mind, thought, guys. Yeah, make up your mind. <laughs> Uh, you know, Black Widow, you got Steve and his Kevlar sans star and just spectacular beard, I must say, which makes Chris Evans just that much more rugged and handsome. Uh, <laughs> you know, Black Panther, you've got his uh, bodyguard running there next to him. You got Hulk in the back and then Falcon and War Machine bringing up, uh, you know, yeah. flanking the Hulk. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of nerd out moments. <laughs> Yeah, going on, and I, and I like yeah. how they're keeping with the Avengers tradition that we saw in the first one and the second one of the just moving into action. I mean, it's like a comic book panel on film, oh, yeah. right? And something that the Justice League didn't always have was that right. comic book panel on film. They they had a yeah. couple moments, uh, like when they're fighting with soup, so it felt like comic book paneling, but. That's one thing the Avengers have, have gotten right consistently is yeah. the, the living comic book panel. And so, yeah, man, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but no, yeah, but it's, it's going to be good, uh, also, man. I don't think that's oh, yeah. going to be a stretch to go, yeah, this movie's going to rock. I don't think we're yeah. stretching the bounds of our imagination. Yeah. And with Black Panther, we're finally going to get uh, more Andy Serkis out, yes. out from behind green screen. So the more that we can get that guy out of a green screen and just on camera, the better. I think that dude is an amazing actor. He is, think, man. He's so um, underrated. And I, and I know, so underrated. because well, he, he gets put in a mask all the time. But he says right? he like, loves it. He <laughs> loves doing that. I'm sure, man. He says he I, does. I, I can't imagine it's not fun, but I love, I, love, I love seeing him in Civil War. I thought he was fantastic in, or, uh, in Avengers 2. And I think uh, it's, I'll be good. Uh, it'll be really great to see him again. Uh, hopefully more expanded role. And he's in, been in blockbusters, in man. Panther. I mean, he was Gollum for crying out loud. And you yeah. know, those Lord of the Rings movies still continue to make money, uh, off of home. Oh yeah. You know, he was obviously, you know, Snoke in, in, uh, force awakens and last Jedi. Right. Uh, you, you know, planet of the apes reboot, which I think those movies are fantastic. If you haven't seen those, you're treat yourself. They are really good. Movies. I didn't dive in. Oh to, man, you need to. Those. Oh, you need to. I got to, you, Ryan. and then there's a list. Another listener of the show, Ronnie, who just is a fanboy oh, of those. Dude, Planet if you're of the Apes not movies. watching that reimagined Planet of the Apes, uh, not as good as the Tim Burton one. Just kidding. Let that hang. No, that was terrible. Was that? No, that's the, was that the uh, Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah. <laughs> 
stupid. No. Oh, okay. Terrible. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, he, you know, he plays Caesar uh, in that. Uh, yeah, and, right. And he does. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get Andy Serkis looking at Panther and saying, take off that ridiculous mask. <laughs> that would be good. All right. <laughs> I doubt it. All right, dude. Do you want to move oh, into yeah, some man. print or do we have some more? Yeah, dude. Do we have some more well, uh, live action here? That's, I mean, that's all I kind of had on okay. the cool had on the uh the old docket here yeah just to just talk about that so. oh one last thing uh you tweeted it i don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because it looks like it the the hype has died down a little bit maybe sony is not being sony but vin diesel is bloodshot gets a thumbs down from reasonable fanboys uh, for a Potential movie, I'm not feeling that at all. Okay. I read Bloodshot on a very consistent basis, and I read it, and I don't see Vin Diesel. I just don't. I, the, nothing against Vin Diesel. I yeah. like Vin Diesel. I'm I'm a huge fan of the Riddick movies. I, they're fun. I enjoy them. Fast and Furious, I can take or leave. I'm, I, I'm, I, if it's on, cool. If it's not on, cool. I, I, I'm so like neutral when it comes to the Fast and Furious, but I like Vin Diesel. Uh, he was great in Saving Private Ryan. I mean, that's like when he was still super, super young. But it seems like it's died down a little bit. At least I haven't heard a lot. But I, I don't know about There's you, really man. There's been nothing since early this I, month. I, you know, like I said, I read Bloodshot on a consistent basis, and I just don't see Vin Diesel as Bloodshot. That just that seems like a potential casting because it's a name. He's hot. You know, he's Groot. Uh, Fast and Furious movies continue to make money. The, um, huge franchise there i just i don't see him it's bloodshot man i don't see him in white paint with a big red dot on his chest and blood red eyes i just i don't there see is it. a don't see it well okay so here's i mean we've been confused and wrong about castings before you know we have uh heath ledger gal gadot sure like these are castings that 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 john and i have talked about in the past they're just like man i am so happy that i was so wrong correct uh because these are just fantastic and there is just enough about vin diesel and bloodshot that is causing me to head scratch super hard um and i'm i'm man i do not see it just yet i know he's he's getting a little older um, in terms of movie going, I mean, this is as, as far as like movies being yeah, made, like he, Ben's been around for a while. Is he the same um, age as uh, Downey? And, and uh, no, I don't think he's that old. Oh, dude, he's 50. Vin is 50? He is 50. Well, then he is born 1967. Yeah, dude, he's 50. So we got a 50 year old man. No, dude. Yeah, we're not trying to be ageist <laughs> and here, I'm not but saying, we don't need a 50 year old playing the deal. shot. No, we don't. Here's the deal. He's, he's, uh, and I'm, you know, everybody can get back in the gym and everybody can get in shape. Oh, I think he's always in shape. He always looks good. I don't think he's that in shape. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he's always. I don't he think he can pull good. off the bloodshot. If you're looking at a bloodshot comic book and you're looking at a, at a photo of Vin Diesel, there are some stark differences a there. Bloodshot is yoked. Yeah, big guy. He's a big guy too. He's not. Yeah, he's tall. Uh-huh. He's massive. 
I just, man, it's not just the physical stuff. It's not that he's aged, you know, that he's 50. It's not any of that. It's just when you look at the two characters side by side, Vin has a fantastic voice for this stuff. I mean, he can just growl with the best of them. He's got this crazy low voice that gets threatening and menacing. That's what Bloodshot kind of needs. Bloodshot's kind of an anti-hero. Like he's not, you know, he's not saving the day all the time. He's 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 an anti-hero. So to watch I don't know, man. Like I'm just I'm really on the fence about it. I'm I'm, not, I'm scared to make a call because, you know, I've been wrong before, but man, I am I am head scratching on this casting right now. I just sent you it's, a, it's not a casting, but it's a uh uh potential, you know, potential casting. I just yeah, sent you a that Vin photo Diesel. right there. Yeah, I just beautiful. sent you a Vin Diesel pick <laughs> that is not photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm just saying. Got a little belly going. <laughs> a little belly. It's just one of those things where it's just when I look at the picture you better of Bloodshot, get back in the gym, and they, had a, they had it side by side, Bloodshot and a picture of Vin, and I'm nope. just like, man, I do not see it. I just, it's not there for me. No. I mean, if he's cranking out in the gym every, you know, every day, like he'll be ripped as all get out by no, the time the movie sure, comes out. Sure. I'm sure some chemical enhancement will help as well too, but. But man, that's a, that's going to be a tough casting anyway. Uh, well, but I, I just don't know if Vin is the right guy. Do you have, did you have somebody like when they said Vin, did you think of immediately like, no way it's gotta be this guy? No, I didn't have anybody because I don't think these characters need to be on film yet. I just don't think it's, they do. I, I don't think they're ready and for with Sony. Like that's, that's scary. I don't think they're ready for film. And, and you know, it's where, as we're making our way into print here, this is a good segue that, you know, uh, I texted you the other day that I've really been jumping back into Valiant. Now, I've bought a lot of Valiant books, um, and I showed you my stack before the movie start. Or movie started. Yeah. We're in a movie now, Ryan. Before the show started, um, <laughs> because I got a couple books that I didn't get read before today, and I'm like, here's what I haven't read, and here comes my stack. Uh, but getting back into Valiant more consistently. In reading Bloodshot more consistently, and in, in Ninja K and Exo Man of War, I, these are characters that I am thoroughly enjoying, and and we just we love what Valiant does in terms of making their books so incredibly accessible for not only longtime readers but new to these characters. You don't yeah. really feel like you're lost. They give yeah. you such an amazing path. Say, if you want to read this, you go here, and then you can go here, and then you can go here. We've talked about it. It's in the back of all of their collected volumes. Yeah. If you're getting lost. They provide short summaries, yes. like in the front, like things catch you up. It's like fantastic. And if you're getting they lost. They hold you without, without holding hand holding you. They just guide yeah, you through. Right? They got their arm around you, and they're like, don't worry. You got this. Here's the here's what's going on. And if you're getting lost, just flip to the back of those collected volumes and they'll they'll get you up to speed. I just I think as these characters are still building themselves in print that throwing them up on the big screen. Yeah. Just you know, I, I think of like, you know, Hellboy. Uh, I enjoyed it. But when it when it hit movie theaters, man, there were a lot of people, a lot of people who were, who is this? Oh, well, it's a comic book. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, like, like, uh, like Spider-Man and, and Superman. No, no, it's from a company called Dark Horse. And who? 
Well, it's, you know, it's a smaller yeah. comic book company. Oh, okay. You know, and Hellboy was fun. It, you know, made your top 10 list of greatest uh, comic book movies. Yeah, that was, it was a big fan. I was a big fan. Absolutely. I, I, I'm not real crazy about the second one, but I really enjoyed the first one. But man, I'll tell you, it, it wasn't the barn burner that they were hoping it would be, you know, when it, when yeah. it came out. Had a nice cult following, but that's about it. Yeah, it's kind of like Dread, right? We we would love to yeah. see another Dread. That's a cult following, and we will not see a follow up to Dread. I'm big, such a big. As fan much of as Dread. it deserves one, we won't see one because there were still people who are going who, or they were just having memories yeah. of I am the law, you know, from <laughs> from the Stallone days. So you know, yeah. to throw like Bloodshot up on the big screen or or EXO. Yeah, uh, man, I just don't think it's ready there yet. I just, I just don't. Uh, and and you know, I mean, Sony. I mean, you know, you know. So anyway, <laughs> in print, dude, DC right now uh, has officially ended the Rebirth label, which was you and I when we read that, we we're like, all right, that's cool. I thought that was yeah, yeah. it was like a it was kind of surprising to me. I didn't expect it. You know, New Fifty Two was great, and the Fifty Two actually had a lot to do with like how long it was going to be going on. Like we kind of had an idea, <laughs> you know, of how long Fifty Two was going to happen, which was nice. Um, and then Rebirth comes along, and and we see the resurgence of a lot of characters that we were waiting for. We got to see, you know, we talked about before Boy Scout Superman coming back, um, and in the fact, Red Trunks was, will be back. In yeah. Action Comics number one thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a lot of uh, we get, we had that Superman come back who was actually not the Superman that was in New Fifty Two. They were different. It was. I mean, they really kind of molded this really amazing comeback story uh, for all of the characters, and we got to see uh, you know Damon and uh, Jonathan, the yep. the Clark Kent son or the Kent son, and and. Um, and Batman's son Damian both Wayne, actually yeah. kind of team up. Damon Wayne both team up and actually kind of go through their motions together. And uh, it was just so many little moments throughout. The, I mean, the Doomsday story that oh, that they so got to, to bring back and 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 confront again. That was really a lot of fun. And I, I think, think it can be summed up in, from my perspective. The heroes became heroes again. Yeah, in man. DC, the heroes yeah. became heroes. We we went through the angsty dark uh new 52 which we yeah. were big fans of it's what dc needed at the time yeah and it was very successful and now we're we're circling back to the heroes are heroes again yeah you know and we're, we're seeing that in uh metal yeah with i'm gonna pull out my copy here well, yeah, but we got to see, you know, all the classic characters back in Rebirth. There's Bane a, there's a again, Joker again. That just, and it all has wonderfully led up to this these metal series, and then now we're in Doomsday Clock. But, yeah. Yeah, because there's a... Uh, I keep I'm talking away from the microphone. I'm just going to talk from all the way back over here. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, where we got heroes being heroes. Uh, when... Yeah, and we're, we're I'm referencing um, Dark Knight's Metal Number Four. That uh, when Clark is trying to convince Bruce to leave um, this area of the dark multiverse, and Bruce thinks he's been 
in this dark multiverse for decades when it's actually only been just days. Yeah. Uh, he's he, physically, he looks like he's gone through the ringer mentally. Yeah, like he's been there for 50 years. Yeah. Mentally he's shot, especially when you read Batman lost. Oh, just heartbreaking to read that heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Superman tells him, um, let's see. I'm, I'm about midway through here. That, you know, Superman is telling him, you know, this isn't the Batman that I know. Uh, he says right here, and yeah. there's no page numbers here, but guys, if you have the book, it's about halfway through. Uh, he says uh, Clark is trying to convince Bruce to leave this kind of mind trap that Barbatos has has him stuck in. And he says, uh, you're Batman, damn it. Easy with the language, soups. <laughs> Jiminy foul mouth he says you're Batman damn it you give others hope they see you and are filled with wonder about what they can achieve now come on we need to find out if the forge is still bright you jump down a panel I'm not going to read the whole book to you guys here but this just sums up where DC has these characters and this is why Ryan they've got the better storytelling right now they just do. Batman goes, I, oh, he says, there has to be something. One thing that fills you with wonder. One thing that can help us save our home, Bruce. Then Bruce goes home and he's thinking. And then he says, Damien. He says, keep going. He says, my children. I look at them and I feel such wonder. And he says, you know, what? he says, my children, he only has one son, right? Damien. But he views Batgirl, Batwoman, Nightwing has his children right and that's a batman we haven't seen in a long time right he says my children i look at them and i feel such wonder they are better than i'll ever be Mm -hmm. maybe i'm a failure but nothing i find down here will change how i feel about my family and then uh bruce says or excuse me uh clark says good to have you back old friend so Again, pick up the book, guys, and read it. I'm not going to sit here and read a comic book to you guys, though that probably would be super exciting. Um, <laughs> I did well. I did read a lot of Extreme uh, Universe <laughs> several episodes back with that garbage writing, but that is, man, that is heroes being heroes again. You know, we we like the brooding yeah. bat. Batman is never going to be, you know, skipping down the road, smelling the daisies. But this is a Batman again that is like brings back it's like it's hope, it's wonder, it's a man who has virtually no superpowers whatsoever, but continues to push forward in the face of an incredible odds, which is something that Justice League got right about Batman. Talking about the movie Justice League got right right about Batman. Yeah, he didn't have the same powers as Wonder Woman and Superman and Aquaman, but man, he was gonna be in it you weren't going to keep him out of the fight he was going to be in it no matter what right and that's what i just love about dc you know they've moved on from rebirth it's now branded dc universe which is the closeout of rebirth with doomsday clock which yeah now i haven't read the third one yet just came out yesterday i don't have it yet i'm collecting hard copies of that so i do need to get down to my store uh to get number three but holy smokes, Ryan, you know, for anybody who had a, a, a conception that they weren't going to handle these very sacred Watchmen characters 
correctly, yeah. I believe they're being proven wrong. I, well, we're watching, you know, mime and uh, marionette just with their rampage now through the city that has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, through Doomsday number two. Um, and then in Doomsday 3, which I know you haven't read yet, uh, I'm really excited to talk about a certain panel sequence with you. <laughs> I know. And, I, I could have bought oh, it digitally, man. but I, I, I really want, I understand. I, I want I understand. that. I want that hard copy, man. I, I, yeah. I need that hard copy. Yeah. <laughs> I had a total it's, nerd it's out moment. Absolutely fantastic. Total nerd out moment for me in, in Doomsday. And if you guys haven't read Doomsday Clock yet, we're going to spoil a little bit, okay? But, we're, but like we do with metal, we're not going to give away everything, okay? Uh, the biggest nerd out moment for me uh, happened in, in Doomsday Clock number two when the, uh, the uh, um, uh, man, the Archie, the, uh, Al, the uh, Albert, Alplane, whatever they yeah. call it. It's Archie what is Night what Night Owl's. Yeah, uh, Archie is what Night Owl calls it crashes goes through a quantum wormhole essentially kind of yeah so kind of Ozymandias like science and- blah, 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 science will help us find <laughs> dr manhattan is kind of how they explain so they're looking, it yeah so they're looking for dr manhattan yeah. that's kind of the whole idea it's just explained and they with find science. out that there's parallel like they, they they yeah exactly but they kind of they kind of figure out through this that there's parallel that the parallel universe does exist and that dr manhattan is essentially moved between this universe and the next one over to it. Correct. Um, and the next one over to it just happens to be the Gotham that we know, uh, you know, with Batman and Superman and in the justice league there. And so you have uh, Rorschach, Osmandius, and then marionette and mime. And, uh, and we're not real sure about this Rorschach villains. either. There's a lot of question marks about this Rorschach, well, Rorschach is, is proven to be uh, different than the original Rorschach. Correct, because he's he not, he is not the original yeah the original Rorschach did get obliterated but uh through um through a series of events that i think are going to get explained later we see this person take on the Rorschach identity correct uh yeah. and who is who when you see when you hear him talk and guys what i in uh, not to uh soapbox here but when if you pick up these comics you'll notice something very very familiar um we talked about, you know, respecting source material a lot. We talk about, uh, you know, making sure there's homages paid, uh, when you start blending, uh, you know, this sort of material together, this, you know, the Watchmen was such a, uh, landmark of comic book writing that, uh, that there was before Watchmen and after Watchmen. Like this was, you know, when it came out, this landed, as as one of those split moments and what i'm loving about doomsday clock as the dc starts to pull these characters into the world um and they are gently pulling this rope they are not yanking them in they have been steadily pulling this rope of these characters being pulled in even the paneling of the of doomsday clock uh one two and three so far are the classic Watchmen panels. Uh, They are three by three. So you're going to get a classic comic book look to it. It's three by three all the way through. No essentially. massive There's a splash few, pages. 
None there's of that. not yeah there's not a there's not a even in the third one where there's some there's some scenes that i'm just like there needs to be a massive splash page here uh you know i need some i need some uh, todd mcfarland spawn <laughs> double page like a splash page that takes roll. up 40 percent of the book <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it, you know even when you think that it needs it uh they stick true to that source material and they really take care uh in in not um and not uh, overstepping what I feel like would be overstepping the boundaries um, and really respecting the boundaries, even though they could do whatever they want. You know, it's their comic book. They can kind of do whatever they want with it. They're really taking a step into what this needs to be. And I think it's really great. I, I agree because it, it demonstrates that DC, despite, you know, there's always going to be haters, right, Ryan? There's always going to be haters. There's going to be people who, oh, I hate this. I hate that. When it was started to be uh, discussed, almost going back back about maybe three years ago, when DC published the series called Before Watchmen, which was sort of the origin stories of Rorschach, Silk Spectre, um, where do you got Dr. Manhattan's origin story? Uh, Pretty much in uh, Watchmen, uh, but, you know, the comedian, things like that. That a lot of people who were very loyal to the Watchmen, we are loyal to the Watchmen. You said it perfectly. It, the Watchmen is when comic books stopped being looked at as just comic books. That there is incredible detail. I can still go back and reread the Watchmen and find stuff that I missed the first yeah. time, the second time, the third time. It is a novel with pictures is really what The Watchmen is. Yeah. And it is landmark writing, storytelling, and artwork. You just, you, you can't argue it. If you do, it's, you're going to lose. And it's clear yeah. that DC, number one, understands. They have the self-awareness of what The Watchmen helped do to revolutionize comics as being not just something the kids read or the dorks read that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I love the, I love the shout out to the three by three panels, the shading, the coloring. Now, while I have not uh, read doomsday clock number three yet, I haven't even looked at it. You're talking to me about the coloring, the red shading, which is very, very similar to uh, the purple, the purple, the original watchman. Yeah. The nerd out moment that I'm talking about that just, man, really kicked this story into high gear for me. And it's funny that Ozymandias refers to things as parallel universe. And I'm assuming he's going to start finding out just how big these universes are. Yeah, um, it's not just one next to you, yeah, buddy. <laughs> these, this, because now the Watchmen are officially a part of the DC multiverse. They, oh, yeah, they're, they're yeah. now officially a part. Whether, whether some of the unreasonableists like it or not, you don't have to buy the books, guys. You don't have to buy the books, but I think you're going to be shortchanging yeah. yourself if you don't. Is when Archie crashes into Gotham and it comes uh, barreling through the bat signal on the uh, that's reflecting up against some clouds. And I think you probably caught yeah. this as well, too. Starts to look like the Court of Owls logo with yeah. the symbol, yeah. right? Yeah. When it comes crashing through, because man, we still just can't get away from those crazy Court of Owls, right? So a nice little kind of one a of call- the best stories ever introduced. Yeah. Oh, 
Man, dude, yeah, we could we could spend probably an entire episode talking about the Court of Owls. So yeah, man, it is. And, and as I read these first two books, and I really took my time. I I wanted to soak in the art. I wanted to soak in the story, the panels. It's drawn in a very old school look. It, it looks both retro and modern at the same time. Yes, that can be done. And then as book two ends, and again, guys, we're not going to spoil a lot because uh, we want you to read it. But when book two ends um, with Batman and Rorschach standing there staring at each other in the Batcave, because, <laughs> of course, Rorschach knows how to get into places that he shouldn't belong. That was another big nerd out moment for me, too. When he eats those pancakes. He eats the pancakes. He, he eats those pancakes that Alfred made, and then he just moseys on through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I love what, what Batman just says to him. You ate my breakfast. Yeah, I did. What a great way to end. And then, of course, on that same one, we see the reintroduction of the comedian. And how he gets there, I'm going to have to wait till I read book number three. So, I, you know, what I, what I walked away from, uh, Ryan, and this is a series that, you know, you and I have been really looking forward to for a couple of reasons. Number one, we both love The Watchmen. We're big fans of The Watchmen. Um, great storytelling. Yeah. It's a self-contained story in that it's going to affect the DC multiverse, but you don't have to go on a scavenger hunt to find the stories. It's going to be doomsday right, clock yeah. issues. Number one through 12. There is no, okay, next issue, pick up teen Titans. And then this one here, and then Batgirl over here. And then I want you to go buy right, these three yeah. copies of action comics. And I need you to go over here and get this copy of green lantern core. Nope. Nope. It's going to be issues one through 12. And it's really, even though we've got Batman in here, we'll probably see some other DC characters. It is all yeah. going to culminate with the most powerful in the DC multiverse of the universe that we live in, in terms of storytelling, Superman versus Dr. Manhattan is what it's going to come down yeah, to. Man. And Oh yeah. That's the way it should we've, be. We've been knowing this since like the first, since they are introducing this, what the end of the button series, yep. like that was, cl- oh, you know, the, what great storytelling that was those too, panels, man. that last page oh, and all those so nine good. panels that led right into you know, the blood stain on the button zoomed out into the S like, dude, like this is, we're ready for this, 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 this meeting. And, um, I'm really, I'm really curious to find out what exactly Dr. Manhattan and Superman have to say to each other. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, cause there's, you know, there's a lot that can be, you know, well, you know, soups can just blast him with lasers and Dr. Manhattan can try to split them apart at the atomic level. And it's like, but there's a conversation, you know, these books are written really, really well. They're not just action series over and over and over again. No, we're not just looking to punch each other in the face for, you know, 50 pages. (laughs) Right, right, right. Like there is going to be as much dialogue. And if, if you just flip through uh flip through these these pages here um there's so much meaningful either either there's tons of dialogue or there's a lot of meaningful uh, uh panels with zero dialogue and there's like it's just leading photos and they're not necessarily action shots it's just kind of like just but it telling all builds to the walk to the story, story. there's like there's but no yeah. wasted space and, and and i we can say the same thing about metal 
Yeah. Even though metal has, you know, some nice splash pages, big splash pages, and that's man. okay. Boom. That's okay. Looks good. Hey, man, dude, you know you're a product of the '90s comic books, man. Dude, you were you were force fed, <laughs> you know, splash hey, pages. I loved man. it too. Those Todd McFarlane Spider Man oh, yeah. years, yeah. come on. And in the '90s, I had <laughs> to listen go. to the old farts going. Oh, I remember when they used to have panels. You know, <laughs> me too. Uh, but I I like a good splash page as well. That still. There's no wasted energy with metal. It's we're telling right, a yeah. story. We're pushing forward with a story. And yeah. and I think this can help uh unless there's anything else that you want to add to Doomsday. I, I don't want to spoil stuff for folks because I you know just you know, pick up that copy number one. You know, if you don't want to get it, you know, hardcover and make that trip to the store reasonable, that's fine. Grab that iPad or tablet or whatever, smartphone, go to you know, dccomics.com. Buy it on your on your computer. You know it's it's four bucks for the first one. It's fifty pages right. and no ads in the hard co- copy. Not one ad. It is yeah page to page to page storyline. Uh, and and that brings us to what Marvel's doing. Uh, yeah, I got a thumbs up from you. It sounds like you don't really want to add anything else to Doomsday Clock. I'm feeling good about it. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about it. I don't think we've overshared it all on it. I think it's something that, um, you know, we we want you guys to to read this stuff, obviously. You know, we, we want you to get into the comic book store, or if you can't make it to a comic book store, just pick it up digitally where you can just still enjoy these things and uh, walk through this you know, resurgence, this new generation of, of this, these comic book, this is, these are events, metal and doomsday clock are events. Um, you know, with I, I'm not going to say with like, meaning. I'm not going to say they're with, I'm meaning. not going to say like it. I'm not going to say liken to the fact of like Superman's death or anything like that. But like John said, they're, they have meaning and they turn a story around. Uh, and it's, and these are important turns to, to pay attention. And if you're interested, these are important turns to watch and they're going to, because they're going to set up a new story, uh, right after the, whatever new number one is going to hit after doomsday clock is going to yeah, happen yeah. is going to be, uh, a new dawn. You know, this, this was sun rising on the horizon, uh, from metal ending and doomsday clock ending into this new age. And I think this rebirth uh, was the best choice of verbiage uh, to to use after the end of all this. We we kind of joked about it at the beginning. We're kind of like this rebirth thing. You know, it's kind of an easy way to just hit the restart button. Yeah, more and, like restart. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> and now that we're seeing now that we're seeing the end of rebirth happen, it's uh, that is more telling than anything else. But hearing the term rebirth now says so much about how DC is taking care of these comics moving forward. And I think it's a, they, you know what they're swinging. They, they have uh, hit home run after home run after home run with these books. And, you know, we, not as much as we don't like to pit anybody against each other, but freaking Marvel needs to start paying it really close attention. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned, I mentioned, I know I'm talking for a minute. No, no, keep going. I mentioned, keep going. I mentioned this to you when we started on this and let's we'll move away from uh, Doomsday Clock here. Um, but I have been. I was super excited on the Marvel Legacy episode or uh, issue uh, when it came out uh, just a couple months ago, I think, um, and got to see uh, 
you know, Logan back in the, in the tank top with, with the tucked into his jeans, you know, uh, the classic Logan Wolverine look, um, a character after character that was just kind of coming back. You know, we got to see, uh, lady Thor. Um, we got to see, uh, we got to see just these characters that, that we're starting to see now come back into Marvel legacy, which they're reintroducing a lot of the original lineup, um, of mutants, of X-Men and of Marvel Universe. We're starting to see that again. Got one right here. And I here, tell you, dude. they had a fan. The return of Jean yeah. Grey. Yeah. The return of Jean Grey. So, mm-hmm. but they had, they had this ample opportunity in Prime to hit kind of what DC has done now twice, once with Rebirth and once with, Net, well, once with New 52, where they had the opportunity to really hit the button hard and make it easy for everyone to jump right into the storylines. You know, they DC kept the numeric system from Action Comics and from Superman, but it wasn't confusing. You were immediately told as soon as you picked up the cover, man, there was a big old blast of rebirth right on the top section of it. They labeled everything really nice. You knew which episode you were getting into. I keep saying them episodes. You knew which issues you were getting, you were getting into um, and you knew how to, and you knew how to keep up with them. And it was very easy to do that. I have been, I told you before we started, I have been, I, I'm more digital than I am um, uh, uh, actual comic books right now. But it is so difficult for me to try to find these Marvel comics and try to keep up the way uh, the way that Valiant does it and the way that DC does it. I'd figure Marvel would take a note, just a just a post-it note of information on how to make sure that everybody is getting this information. Because I tell you, I have looked for Legacy more than one time. And nothing, only that one issue comes up for me every single time. And there, and then nothing else is labeled in that way. And they're all one shots of these like, okay, well, you got to read the 25th comic of Wolverine of all new Wolverine to get the legacy issue. Yeah. And you got to read the 365th issue of Spider-Man to get the legacy issue. Yeah. And, and, and they, it's like, they've stuck with the original numbering doing? system. Yeah. Rather, rather than doing like a, a, a hard hit to cause they're one, they're rebooting without re, cause they're just doing legacy issues in each one of these runs. It's not like it's a legacy boot. It's just, legacy issues yeah so i have right here in my hand i've got the punisher number 218 okay which is the start of marvel legacy for the punisher and this is the one and i'll let you uh take a look it's the first one where he did where he gets the war machine armor okay now you would think that it would be you know under marvel legacy which you can see up here at the top okay yeah. But it's issue number 218. Yeah. So you would think that Wisdom would have said, okay, Marvel makes this very public. And, you know, I've got another one here, but this is a one shot book. This is The Return of Jean Grey. You'll see it says Marvel Legacy. And that's a number one. That's a number one of a, of a five part story. Right. But that's all it's going to be is this okay. five part story. Yeah. Now I'm going to take another one. Okay, from a different company. Bloodshot. Valiant has... Uh, they tend to restart and reset every couple years. They very easily could have had this, just pick up where the other one left off, but what number is that, Ryan? 
It's a number uno. Right. Okay. And they can do that without doing away with what came before. Okay. This yeah. book does not do away with previous bloodshots. Okay. It's just a new series of tales called of salvation bloodshot. that starts with a number one. And you can jump right in on this and you're good. Or if you've been a longtime bloodshot reader like myself, you can jump in on this and you're good. You can go either way. Okay. Yeah. So back to this Punisher. So it's a Marvel Legacy number one, but it's Punisher number 218. Why is it? Yeah, and that's what it says, Legacy number. So it says part one, which is fine, Punisher War Machine. Yeah. But yeah, like why is this not more clearly identified as. Why is this this number 218? Why doesn't it say number one? And I'm sorry, dude. Having Marvel Marvel Legacy way up at the top like that Doesn't in this help. tiny little print. Doesn't help. That you, if you're looking at that now, the comic book cover right there is a big picture. It's just a big portrait of Frank. Yeah, Castle, it's a it's a throwback, which is cool. It's a throwback like Jack Kirby type cover. Yeah, you know, definitely Jack Kirby. Yeah, but it's cool. But dude, when you t- when you look at the, when you're looking at the counters, when you're going to the shop and you're looking at the shelves and you're seeing rebirth in that huge oh yeah huge logo you are clearly getting the rebirth series you know you're getting the rebirth series and i know superman had the numeric system they kept the numeric system it's up to 992 they're about to the you know the oz effect just ended we found out that uh dr oz or dr oz mr was it dr oz i don't know yes mr oz yeah mr oz uh dr oz is some hack doctor that's on tv (laughs) (laughs) mr oz uh was was his dad and it actually was um uh jor-el yep and it's not ozymandias uh, like we thought it was gonna be yeah we thought it was gonna be yeah we thought it was gonna be crazy but it turned out to be actually jor-el and jor-el ended up on earth and he hated he ended up hating earth the way the opposite way where uh kal-el loved earth because of those same reasons and he wanted to help and save and, uh, you know, he starts to question a lot of that when he finds out that his, his dad was seeking to destroy it and bring him and, and uh, Jonathan back to um, a version of Krypton, yeah. Krypton that, did not, uh, that did not explode. But he, um, at the end of the whole Chronicles there, Superman actually got onto the treadmill the uh the quantum treadmill from from flash and he's going back to krypton and that's kind of like the new series and in, and and that was what 996 or something yeah, like that yeah and so we should see episode 1000 coming up here pretty that soon would be which the should return be really exciting trunks. yeah the red yeah, which will be the return <laughs> really exciting well and we were also but s- you see these and sorry, I'll wrap up. So no, no, you got you got all these comic books that that clearly have parts written out that they're just it's when you look at the covers based on cover to cover comparisons, there is none. All the information is there. I'll say that the information about Marvel legacy is there. The information about rebirth is there. But when you look at the presentation of both of them, you immediately know you're in good hands with DC and you're instantly asking the guy at the counter, a bunch of questions when you pick up the Marvel one. Yeah, dude, you're, you're hitting the nail right on the head, dude. It, it you know, when, when I was down in South, uh, samurai comics my my comic book shop which may not be much longer because it seems like they're falling into the tried and true oh that was a hot comic and we've quote-unquote sold out and then miraculously they've got 20 of them two weeks later at you know 30 bucks a pop 
Interesting. Hmm. So anyway, yeah, I've seen, <laughs> seen yeah, I've seen that crap before. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I was at Samurai uh, last week, and I was picking up Doomsday Clock numbers one and two, Metal number four, and uh, picked up uh, the Return of Jean Grey, the Phoenix storyline, because I you know want a little bit of X Men in my reading life here. I, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm, I want some Marvel Legacy as well too. And jumping Jiminy, man, it, it's. I felt like I was right back where we were a year ago. Yeah. With like, where is all of this stuff? It's like, okay, you know, we don't want this again to sound like, oh man, here come the reasonableists, man. They love Valiant. They love DC. They love image and they're, they're kicking on Marvel. No, no, we read Marvel. What we want Marvel to do is not only satisfy the current readers because they were very public they said hey we made a lot of changes to core characters and man our readership suffered they didn't like it and it wasn't just for political like oh i don't like the fact that wolverine's a girl it wasn't just that okay uh because laura is a very very cool character it's just people are like, you know, I really like Bruce Banner as the Hulk. Okay. I, yeah. We really yeah. want the Fantastic Four back. We like Reed Richards. We like the thing. We like uh, Sue Storm. We like all that. Could we have it back, right. please? You know? Yeah. We like the Punisher gritty and blowing guys away that, you know, guilty as charged. Right. That's what people <laughs> wanted. And so they said, okay, you know what? We need to give it back to you because DC heard that. People were saying, hey, we right. like these new 52 versions, but man, we can only be so grim, guys. We can only be so grim before right. it's just too grim. And DC was like, you know what? You're right. We got this really cool idea. We call it Rebirth. It's going to unfold. We're going to have some really great surprises, and we're finding out those surprises are, you know, Dr. Manhattan, The Watchmen, things like that. So right. Marvel had this really great opportunity. To just go, breaks. We're hitting those breaks, and we're starting over with number ones. Number ones. And you can walk into your comic book store. You want the Punisher? Here it is. Marvel Legacy, the Punisher number one. Boom sauce. Got it. It's in my hand. I'm ready to roll. And you're right, man. They, They haven't made it very clear. They have not made it very clear. And so what I found myself doing, especially when I was looking at Old Man Logan, I was looking at the Punisher. I was looking at Iron Man. I'm having to go through and it's like, okay, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. Okay, there we go. I finally found the Marvel Legacy banner at the top. This is where I want to start. This is where I want to start. And, you know, Marvel's doing some cool things with their stories. But they're not making it extremely accessible. Tony Stark is back as Iron Man. He's no longer AI. Uh Logan, the the Wolverine of this current universe, is coming back. He's on his way back. Right. Yeah. And they're going to be starting the Where is Wolverine storyline. Not Old Man Logan, because Old Man Logan is not Wolverine. He's Wolverine, but he's not the Wolverine of the Marvel Universe of, that we read. Right. You've got Black Panther, who's who's the hot ticket item. Where's his Marvel legacy at? You got to go digging for it. Now, I encouraged you. Comixology is a great app, but I, I, I kind of, this is the definition I used of it. I said, Comixology is like yeah. the Walmart of digital comic book stores. It's just, yeah. 
everything's right there. Now, um, I do buy digitally. You guys know I like my my print, but sometimes you just, you know, whatever. You can't get to the store. So you're like, okay, I need to read these books. You grab your iPad and you download some comics. I like to buy, I buy my DC books from DC, my Marvel from Marvel, right. my Valiant from Valiant, Image from Image, Dark Horse from Dark Horse. So I would encourage you, Ryan, that download the Marvel app, you know, get your account set up and all that. Your Comixology sure, yeah. sign in will probably work with it. I would be surprised that if it, if it didn't, you'll, you'll be able to find Marvel Legacy much easier through the Marvel app than you will through Comixology. Uh, Maybe so. That being said, you're not wrong by any stretch of the imagination. They still haven't made it easy. They just haven't made it easy. And it's both exciting that these characters are coming back to their roots, but frustrating right. in that. Yeah. Couldn't we just start with number ones? Why is that so tough? Right. Why is that so tough? I understand the legacy of the numbering. I get it. All right. I, I, I'm with you. But why do we just keep doing things because we've always done it this way? Right. We don't, I mean, it's, it's working every, you know, it's one of those things that's like, it's not uh, unique to these other companies of why the numbering system and why the resets are working for them. It's not a mystery. Like they're just, they're telling new stories um, and they're, and they're just totally going in on that. I love Valiant's take on it. You know, I always have, we've talked, we've talked more praise on Valiant on this show than I have ever heard uh, outside of here. And I think it's, it's something to say when you've got a comic book company that takes care of its readers uh, like Valiant does, it's, it's hard to match that anywhere else. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm hoping that Marvel can, can kind of lock it in a little bit. You know, we'll see. Um, but I'm, I tell you, when when you've got Valiant sitting on the shelf and DC sitting on the shelf right now, um, those, you know, when you talk about, we talked about it a long time ago, man. It's like you've got your, you've got a budget that, you know, you like to spend on comic books and, and enjoy and, and entertainment. And when you're looking at uh, a couple of price tags and you're trying to figure your way into a new story, um, sometimes one will get passed up. And right now for me, I'm kind of passing up uh, Marvel stuff right now just because it's uh, I'm easier. I'm finding easier. Um, well, everything else. Well, and it's, and it's sad, Ryan, that almost a year ago to the month, this is what we were saying about Marvel. Yeah, we haven't changed our tune at all, yeah. which is kind of sad, I guess, for the show. But well, and it's, <laughs> I, and, wish, and for, I wish it was different. And for new listeners, uh, please don't think that, you know, it's like, well, I thought these guys were going to be the reasonable fanboys and here they're, you know, they're they, they hate Marvel. I don't I don't <laughs> recall us saying we hate Marvel. We just got done heaping praise on the MCU, <laughs> you know, that. It's called being fair and offering criticism where criticism is yeah. due. Yeah, and so I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, 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 when I make my way to the, you know, because my, my comic book shop is set up like every other comic shop, right? The King Kong and Godzilla are Marvel and DC, right? Those are yeah. King Kong and Godzilla. You know, I usually start in the DC area, grab my DC books, uh, then I go over to the independent wall right where you're gonna have <laughs> you know and every com everybody who goes into a comic book store is laughing right now because they all know about the independent wall because uh, right, that's yeah. where valiant lives and image and dark horse and dynamite horse, and idw yeah. and and so on and so forth and there are great books to be had from in dark horse of course we don't want to forget those guys 
there are great books to be had from these comic books. And you said this, I think, on episode five, episode six. Don't be afraid, guys. If you're looking at the Marvel section or you're looking at the DC section and you're like, man, I don't know where to jump in, but I really want these comics. Dude, just because it's an independent book doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It doesn't mean that you're being art house snob when it comes to your comics. Okay. There is some art house snobbery with those independent books that I won't even give the time of day because I'm like, ugh, pretentious much, right? When you read these books. That being said, man, Image is doing kick-ass stuff. So is Valiant. So is Dynamite. So is IDW. Dude, if you like Transformer comics, I got to tell you, man, I I thumbed through a couple of them. They're not your grandpappy's Transformer comics from the 80s that Marvel was putting out. These are some pretty seriously good, drawn, and well-written books, right? Where you're like, the Transformers? That's a good comic? Uh, Yeah. A heck of a lot better than the movies. Right. There's some good stuff going on or jumping into some classic, uh, you know, independent characters like Judge Dredd or The Crow or I know Chew has been one for you that you've really enjoyed. Yeah, man. Chew has been fantastic. Yeah. So it it just it it is frustrating that a, a year almost to the month we're sitting here going Marvel. You've got these great books. Now, I've got one sitting right here in front of me that uh, is going to be the next series that I jump into. It's Phoenix Resurrection. Uh, the Return of Jean Grey. Yeah, man. I'm probably going to pick that one up with you, actually. Yeah, and so I'm... I'm That'd be a good five-part series to go absolutely. through. Absolutely. Super excited about that. And what did they do? They started out with a number one. They easily could have just packaged this in into an yeah. existing X-Men book, right? Would have been super easy to, to do. It looks good. But no, they, they started out with a number one. And again, I mean, we're going to sing about Valiant here. Bloodshot. I'm looking at my Bloodshot books, my Ninja K, my XO Man of War, three awesome titles from Valiant that I love. They all restarted with number ones. It ma- they made it yeah. so easy. And so Marvel, we implore you again. We love these characters. That's why we say this stuff. I want to be able to walk into my comic book store and go, yes, this one, this one, this one, and this one. And it's clear cut where I'm going, where I need to be. And, and, I, and I'm right. not sweating it. Or for you, you, you're picking up your, your iPad and you're like, okay, this one, download, this one, download, download. All right, I'm good. I'm good. I don't feel like I'm lost in the weeds. And right now, I mean, what they're simply doing like with <laughs> where is Wolverine, this is how they're doing it, okay? Find him in post-credit scenes at the end of key Marvel titles starting this January. What, is that, what does that mean? Scavenger hunt. By this book, this book, this book, this book, this book. Yeah. Same old stuff, Marvel. Same old stuff. Uh, yeah. it, it, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't want to just keep you know, ending on this show on a negative tone, but it, it's, it's saddening to me that they're going to bring back a huge, iconic character like Wolverine in a right. scavenger hunt, treasure hunt fashion. When it should be where is Wolverine number one of a five or six part story that leads to that's what I thought it was going yeah, to be that, man. that like, leads up to a brand new Wolverine number one Marvel legacy. Let's go. <laughs> nope. Nope. We're not going to do it that way. Opportunities missed. Oppor- you know, uh, swinging for the fences and getting hits uh, on the movie side. 
Swinging for the oh, fences yeah. and getting singles on the print side. <laughs> yeah. Just the opposite for DC, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, right. We get our yeah. House, we get, no one can get their house in order. Lots of bunts. <laughs> Lots of bunts and, and singles on the movie side for DC. And man, they are just going Altuve Cranking when it comes it. to the book, man. Ooh, Altuve, Altuve. The, with another Altuve. home run, right? Love that Houston Astros reference. I knew you would. I knew you would. Dude, ba- dude hey, I mean, it's a good thing maybe to end on. Baseball season is right around the corner. Dude, Mike mm, D-backs have made some good moves soon. this offseason. Yeah, man. Dude, I feel like I feel like they can really contend for that NL West title this yeah. year, man. I'm excited for my Diamondbacks. I know you're excited good, for your buddy. for your Astros to defend that World Series championship. And right now, dude, I look at the American League. I, I don't know who can run with the with the Strohs right now. And the Yankees are are going to be tough. Yankees will be tough again yeah. because this is the this is will be st- the, all the rookies that were there last year will be more uh, set in. This that was year. a good They've series. Been, it still could have gone either oh, way, man. man. Could have still was, gone either way. It went seven games. Yeah. Are you serious? Like that's it was a nail biter all the way through. Excellent series. Um, but right now, at least yeah, in the uh, AL uh, West, or excuse me, uh, uh, AL Central. I uh, yeah. I, I don't know who's going to contend with those Strohs in that division, man. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're making they made some pitching changes. Maybe the which Twins. I'm happy about, I don't know. So. Twins made some moves, but yeah. the Strohs, man, that's a young team and they're super hungry. But you know, this isn't uh, reasonable baseball. But uh, hey, might have, hey, who cares? Who cares? It's our show. <laughs> it's, it's our show. It's our show. <laughs> All right, Ryan. I don't really have anything else to add uh, other than um, you know what am I reading? <sighs> Nothing because I'm having a hard time catching up. <laughs> but uh, I would, everything. Yeah, I would say everything pretty much. You know, other than Doomsday Clock and Metal, I've really thrown myself back into uh valiant and, and getting caught up mm-hmm. on, on a lot of that stuff just because man they're the way they're packaging their books they have yeah. not raised the price but man you're getting a nice like hard stock cover um just the care that just goes into their books man still just yeah. blows valiant me does a great job man yeah, there is a uh, series that's coming up. The Wolverine series. We'll have to kind of keep our left eye on you that have to one. Go chasing it. <laughs> um, but there is a uh, four four part four issue epic uh, coming out pretty soon. Um, actually, for Doctor Strange. Oh yes, Doctor Strange: Damnation. Yes, um, and it's Doctor Strange with other Marvel heroes going against Mephisto. Um, and so I'm I'm really it's picking up right after uh, Secret Empire. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of continuing that. So this is going to hopefully be contained and be easy to find. That's the only thing I'm wishing for now. Um, after reading um, a few of these Marvel one series like uh, uh, vision and how vision, it was a really interesting story about vision. I think it was Tom King ended up writing that one um, where vision had a family yeah. uh, and it was, and he would actually go on, you know, he would go out and come back and see his family. Um, I'm really interested in these Marvel one shots or one shots, but like a short series like this. <laughs> so the Phoenix resurrection, as well yep. as this Doctor strange thing that's coming up, we'll see how those play out. I think the Phoenix resurrection is going to be easy to find at least. So you can probably dive. Well, into that. one of my, one of the two comic book stores I go to, the demand has been so low. They've only limited it to subscription. So you have to special order it. They're not even ordering yeah. enough for the shelf. So I don't know if it's been, it's a tough ride for Marvel right now in comics, man. Like yeah. it's just showing again and again. They think, and I think they thought the fix was going back to this legacy thing. And I and I and I think they're missing the mark. I think they're getting close, but I think they're just right off the bullseye and just saying, "Hey, 
pull a DC, man. Like no one's going to say you're copycatting, but just oh, pull please. a DC where they've, you can just like they've been copycatting the each other for decades, oh, man. It's I mean, you read what uh, uh, I mean. Yeah, every single character has a counterpart. Yeah, so right. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Snot man is booger man, like on the other side. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. You've got, <laughs> you've got the loogie twins. If we're worrying about copycatting and, this this far into the publication <laughs> of these two giants, well, right. Someone needs to smell the coffee because you've been doing it for a long <laughs> time. Well, that's our call to Marvel then is like, yeah. just kind of like do a pull a reset, man. We want to get in start. We want fresh. We want to get in started here. Like give us, give us a, yeah, give us I, a reason I, to. I don't know why I still have to choose from like three different X-Men books or four different like X-Men blue, X-Men gold, right. the uncanny X-Men. And then the, the, you know, and then the spectacular X-Men and the adequate yeah. X-Men and the reasonably capable X-Men. I mean, can I just get a, a hard reset of uncanny X-Men number one? Under Marvel Legacy, but apparently not. I don't know. No, no. So, sometimes you know. Hey, sometimes <laughs> less is more. Sometimes less is more. You know. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want. I don't want to keep beating on that horse's skeleton. But <laughs> it's all good. It's because well, we care. It's because we care, Marvel. That's why we care. We genuinely care. We care. Well, you know where to find us uh, on Twitter at RFBPC. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash regional fanboys. And if you just cannot contain your long-winded explanation of why we're wrong or what's going on there, please send us an email, reasonablefanboys at gmail.com. Got a couple more from Greg over the holidays. Um, Send us a picture of... uh, of the of what it was it uh so it was it a dc or suicide squad extended cut yeah like suicide squad and suicide squad. it was just a longer cut on harley quinn's face yep extended cut <laughs> extended cut that was about it gotcha uh so thanks greg yeah. we got your email buddy thanks man uh keep it coming dude um but yeah man we uh thank you guys for tuning in and listening we've been at this uh we've gone what a year and a half now uh-huh. and we're are going to be hitting uh in august is i don't know it's a june june and july i think is our as our anniversary day uh and it'll be two years then I so know, right we are still trucking along man we're still we're still talking to these microphones so we'll do it as long as uh i guess we both are interested we in are it. not going anywhere <laughs> not anytime soon at least watch this be the last My name episode is, <laughs> yeah this is it done <laughs> <laughs> just fold shop good. after just em- go empty out, promises just, just go out with a whisper <laughs> well hey uh this has been reasonable fanboys i'm ryan i'm john hope you guys have a great one <laughs>